And now Ecclesiastes 5 verse 1. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. To draw near to listen is better than to offer the sacrifice of fools. For they do not know what they are do- that they are doing evil. Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter, your, to utter a word before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. For a dream comes with much business and a fool's voice with many words. When you vow a vow to God, do not delay paying it. For he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you vow. It is better that you should vow, excuse me, it is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Let not your heart lead you into sin and do not say before the messenger that it was a mistake. Why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For when dreams increase and words grow many, there is vanity. But God is the one you must fear. Let's pray. Father, would you help us now as we come to these words that are frightening, that are heavy, that are strange. Would you help us to know what you're saying, to understand what you are saying to us through these words? Would you give us the humility that even when we don't like what we hear, we would receive it trusting that your words are good, that they are life? And by your Spirit, would you change and transform us as we receive your words? And we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. It is interesting to me that we come to the third commandment on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, by the way. (laughs) It's interesting that we come to this commandment on Father's Day because many of us in this room at least a part of our names come to us from our dads, right? I'm a Robson because of my dad. And even my middle name is the name of my dad's favorite professor in college. I I bear those names, I carry those names because of my father. The third commandment, when God says... Do not take the name of the Lord in vain. That word take means to carry or to bear. And think about the story of Exodus. Remember that these commandments come in the context of that story. And how does the story of rescue begin? God meets Moses in the desert and he says to him, here's my name. I am giving to you and this people my name. You are my family. I am identifying me with you and you with me so that as you go forward, you carry my name with you. And that's not just the message of Exodus extends beyond that book. And in fact, we can see it in this passage that we read from Ecclesiastes. These instructions that are here are given in the context of the house of God, the temple, the place of God's presence. And one of the dominant ways that the Old Testament describes the temple is as the place where God has put His name. 
And so these passages, along with many others in the Bible, talk about how God's people carry and bear His name. Which should matter to us if we are Christians. Because if we are in Jesus, God is our Father. We have been brought into His family, and therefore, we bear His name. But what does that mean? What does that mean? How do, we, how do we do that? How do we carry God's name? Well, I want to bring those questions to uh, this passage, and we'll find two ways. We'll find here that, that we bear God's name by knowing the weight of His name and by knowing the support of His name. So first of all, the weight of God's name. The word vanity or vain in the third commandment is what led me to the book of Ecclesiastes. Because what's the very famous refrain in this book? Vanity of vanities, all is vanity, says the teacher. And while these are different Hebrew words, they are overlapping concepts because to be vain is to be weightless. To be vain is to be without substance, without significance. And the teacher in Ecclesiastes says life can be like that. Life is like a mist. It is ephemeral, uncontrollable, unpredictable. It's like a puff of smoke that is here and then gone. But that is not all. That's not the end of his message. Because he says, in the middle of all of this smoke, there is something, or rather someone, who is solid, who is not vain, who is not missed. So that our response to the vanity of life in view of the teacher is that we should fear the Lord. Our response to the mist is to revere and center our lives on the one who is not missed. The one who is not without substance. The one who is not without significance. This is what the third commandment maintains. The weightiness of God. Do not treat Him as if He is smoke or mist. The third commandment sets before us the consequences of the nature and presence and character of God for all of our life. Now that's broad, that's all-embracing, that has far-reaching implications and can then sometimes be a little bit vague. So, So to make this a little bit more concrete, I want you to realize that the Bible often takes the third commandment in a very specific direction. It often takes the third commandment to our words, to what we say. And not only our words about God, which should be with reverence and respect, but also, and even more dominantly, our words of commitment in the name of God. You see it there in Ecclesiastes 5. 
You see, the teacher here is not saying that you should limit what you talk to God about in prayer. He is saying to take very seriously the commitments, the promises you make in the presence of God, in the name of God. Because, in other words, to break our promises, to break the commitments that we make in the name of God, is to treat Him as if He doesn't matter. It is to treat Him lightly. To treat Him as missed, as insignificant. It is to take the Lord's name in vain. So for instance, if you're married, you made vows in the name of God. If you're a member of this church, you made vows in the name of God. If you have baptized your children or if you have been baptized, you have made vows in the name of God. And to break those vows, to break those promises, is to take God's name in vain. It is to treat Him as if He is insignificant, without substance, without significance. Like God is a mist. And Jesus pushes this even further. And he says, don't worry if you've made promises ritually in the name of God. He says, simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. Jesus is saying the implication of the weight of God's name bears on all of your words. It bears on all of your promises. It bears on all of your commitments. And he says, so live a life of integrity because who God is and what he wants is most significant to you. Live a life of integrity because of the weight, the solidity of God's name. I wonder if sometimes we as American Christians, in our, in our attempt to, to, to convince our culture that we're not as crazy as they think we are, if, if we haven't lost a little bit of the sense of the weightiness of our God. If, if we head towards a, what, what a, a character in one of Saul Bellow's novels calls a kitchen religion, that has nothing to do with the giant God of creation who turned back the waters and exploded Gomorrah. I wonder if sometimes we tend to forget that, that coming to God is like coming to the edge of the Grand Canyon. An incredible sight. Beautiful and desirable, but also quite dangerous. We lost a sense of the weightiness of our God. Does your life, do your words convey the significance of God? The weight of who He is and what He wants? 
but there's a, there's a problem with that, and I can feel that problem in this room because you all are going, <laughs> won't that weight just crush us? Who can carry that name? Who can bear the weight of God's character and reflecting his character in the world? Who can carry that? Well, to bear God's name, we we not only need to know the weight of his name, but also the support of his name. I've talked for a while about God's name, but actually saying what his name is. The English word God is just kind of a general word for deity, but God in Scripture, our God, identifies himself more specifically. So once again, Moses, out in the desert, God meets him and speaks to him through the burning bush. And what does God say to him? He says, I'm giving you my name, and my name is, I am who I am. And that becomes what is translated in our English Bibles as LORD in all capitals. That is the specific, the unique, the covenantal name of God that he gives to his people. But what does that name mean? Well, I think as we pay attention to the words and the stories, not only of Exodus, but of all the Bible, we see that that God's name, That name Yahweh, the unique name that he gives to Moses, it reveals two aspects of God's character. It reveals, first of all, his freedom. I am who I am. God is who he wants to be. He self-identifies. He names himself. We do not name him. He is free and freely sovereign. But secondly... On the other hand, that name also reveals not only God's freedom, but also his commitment. Because he says, not only I am who I am, but he also says, I am with you. I am the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am the God who has identified myself by making and keeping promises. To this people, God in his might and in his freedom chooses to commit himself to the good of those who belong to him. And he reveals that commitment in his covenant name. So, God's name, yes, has weight. But it's the weight of a fortress who protects those who belong to him. God's God's weight is dangerous. God's name is dangerous. But it's the danger of a warrior who fights for those who are his own. God's name is the only thing that is solid in the midst. And his name becomes a rock on which his people can stand in the swirling chaos of life. So, the negative commandment in the third commandment 
sets up another positive commandment that rings throughout the Bible and tells us to call on the name of the Lord. Not only should you not take His name in vain, but you need to go beyond that because His name reveals to you not only His power, but it reveals to you His love, His loyalty, His commitment. And so call on His name and find that He is your helper. He is your shield. He is your strong tower. The meaning and the power of God's name is kind of like that bridge that's under construction right outside our windows. A well-built bridge takes incredibly strong materials and incredibly powerful forces and creates safety, stability, something that you can walk on, something that you can stand. That is who God is for us. That is His name that He has given to us. A name that He's given to us not only by promise, but in the person of Jesus. The book of Philippians says of Jesus that He has the name that's above every name, but that He became a servant. He became obedient, even to the point of death on the cross. And in that death, Jesus bore the weight. He took that guilt that's there in the third commandment. Ecclesiastes says, God is in heaven and you are on earth, but Jesus has reconciled heaven and earth. So that, yes, we can revere our God, but do we do not have to dread His judgment. We can know the weight of His name and then we can rest our life on that weight. Isn't it interesting that this commandment, which pushes us towards an integrity of life in our commitments and in our promises, comes from God's eternal integrity to the promises that He has made to us. You will bear God's name. Yes, when you recognize and feel and know the weight of what it is to be identified with Him. But also when you know what His name means for you. That He is your shield. He is your fortress. He is your unbreakable bridge. The combination of the strongest forces in the world given for your safety, for your stability. And you can call on His name. 
the one who is our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. What do we want from a dad? Well, a perfect dad is that perfect combination of strength and tenderness. Of one who is respected, but also one with whom we have intimacy. One who is powerful, but is also safe. None of our dads get that right. None of us who are dads get that perfectly right. But in Jesus, we have a Father who does. We have a Father who does. And He has given us His name. And so let's bear that name. Let's carry that name with awe at His greatness and trust in His goodness. Let's pray.